Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Kathy's going to sit in with us and, uh, and just have a yarn. So if you guys just want to rearrange the chairs, get around here and serve. <laughs> the power of, what, of you just being here is like unimaginable. Like it's beyond your wildest dreams what you're going to be able to do. You're going to be able to get into the blood of everybody who's on the journey with you. It's just a crazy wild ride. And you're writing the names of history, ladies. And you should be really proud of that. It's been amazing, so thank you very much. Kathy Freeman spoke to the Matildas on the eve of their FIFA Women's World Cup campaign. And today we're going to talk to Jordan Canellis, who will be coach, uh, commentating sorry, on the World Cup for SEN. It's a massive occasion, Jordan. Welcome to the show. Morning, Mark. How are you? I'm very well, thanks, mate. So how big is this? Stadium Australia, Australia versus the Republic of Ireland. There's huge expectation on the Matildas. Um, on the Australian sporting landscape... How big is it? I think it's massive. It's a, it's a major global event. The Women's World Cup has been growing in, in stature just within the women's football sphere for, for you know, every, every World Cup for the last four or five editions, um, you know, a year on year. It's been getting bigger and bigger. Um, you know, once it was the Olympics that used to be the biggest event in women's football. Now it's the World Cup, clearly. And, and then the Women's World Cup within the overall sporting landscape is, is getting big as well. It's one of the biggest World Cups um, around men's or women's. And for Australia to host a major FIFA event is, um, is, is just... Australia and New Zealand, I should say. It's just incredible. Um, and as far as the event goes tomorrow, the match between Australia and, and the Republic of Ireland, I mean, this is... It's a, it's a sporting event which is going to set or break records or go close to doing so in terms of uh, viewer numbers and, and crowd numbers. It'll be one of the, the biggest and, and most attended women's sporting matches um, in history. It'll be, I think it'll be about top 10 they're projecting to, for a crowd of 81,000 or so. Um, so it's a pretty massive event and it's a World Cup and it's, and it's, you know, it's, a, it's a, big, uh, a big occasion in Australian sports. I think it's right up there in terms of its, uh, its status. So what's the viewing audience around Australia uh, predicted to be and what's the viewing audience around the world predicted to be? Uh, as far in Australia, it's, it's a little, it's hard to gauge because the, the broadcast rights are shared across different um, uh, different broadcasters. So all of the Matildas games are going to be on, on Channel 7 into Australia, which is great. So it'll be uh, widely viewed and, and free-to-air broadcast. The, the rest of the games, I think some will be on 7 Mate. All of them will be on Optus Sports. So trying to gauge those digital numbers, uh, I'm not quite sure how to, how to stack those up. Um, and then around the world, there's been, um, there's been heading into this World Cup a bit of um, controversy, I don't know if you want to call it that, with the broadcasters globally. So I know Europe didn't have a broadcaster signed up until the last minute. Um, but as far as, uh, as far as global numbers go, I know in countries such as Germany and England and, uh, and some of the bigger European nations, some of their recent football matches have, have actually outranked the men's matches. 
um, the Euro Championship final last year, there were more people in Germany that watched the final of the Women's Euro Championship than what than they watched the, um, the the men's German team play in their group stage games at the Men's World Cup. So uh, that's just a bit of a, an idea of, of how popular uh, the major event can be. How big is it for you personally, Jordan? You're the voice of this World Cup for SEN. Um, what does it feel like to you? Um, it hasn't quite sunk in yet. I think just because I'm so busy still in my in my preparation, I feel like I'm always preparing. I'm ready for tomorrow, but um, but I'm always just sort of reading things and preparing things. So I don't think it's it's uh, it's quite sunk in yet. But um, to be able to, to to lead the coverage is um, yeah, it's it's a, a major blessing. I mean, from from doing the men's World Cup at the end of last year, uh, that was you know that's always been a sort of a a bucket list item or a, you know, a career dream. So now to, to back it up so quickly with the, with the women's world cup um, is uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's what you want to do when you get into, into this sort of thing. It's what you want to do. You want to do the big events. So um, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely going to be something that, that sits right up there in terms of my career achievements that I've already done and, and things that I'll um, achieve in the future, hopefully as well. So for the girls, you know it's big when Kathy Freeman comes to talk to you the night before the first game. I was in Sydney in 2000, sat on the finish line when Kathy Freeman won the 400 metres, which I just felt was uh, probably going to be the biggest thing I was going to see in Australian sport in my lifetime. We're on the fifth line of betting with the bookies. Tell us what our chances are. I think I think Australia is a pretty good chance for a deep run. I, I think there's probably three teams that really stand above the rest as as contenders to win the World Cup, and that would be the USA, who are going for for a third consecutive World Cup trophy, uh, England, who are the current European champions from last year, and also Germany, who were the runners up at the Euros last year. I've got Germany as my winner, just, I just that's my gut feel. Uh, but Australia, I think Australia is good enough to make a semi-final. Um, I think the, the form we've been in in the last 12 months, uh, we've taken some really big scalps. We've beaten England, we've beaten France, we've beaten Sweden, who were the world number three. Uh, we've beaten Denmark as well. That, that form line that reads over the last 12 months and the team that uh, the coach Tony Gustafsson has put together, the depth of the squad as well, the versatility of the squad, uh, I think I think a quarterfinal is about the par result. I think we have to expect to get to quarterfinals. Anything less would be underachieving. But I think the team's good enough to go one further and make the semifinal. And then from there, it gets really, really tough. In, in any World Cup, a semifinal at a World Cup is, is really tricky. Um, but I think, I think the team is good enough to make the, the final four. And then from there, who knows? How important is the first game then to set, I guess, confidence, momentum, all those things, to not feel like you're playing catch-up? Yeah, it's massive. It really is. To, to get those three points on the boards uh, right off the bat just puts everyone at ease because after that, you might only need one or two points um, to one or two more points in your final two games to get into the knockout phase. Um, and so to set the tone in that first game is, is going to be massive. And the Republic of Ireland, so Australia's opponent tomorrow, they are, it's at, they're at their first World Cup. They are one of the lower-ranked nations, but they've actually got a pretty good... Uh, head coach, firstly, Vera Powell, who is very experienced in the women's game. But they're also a pretty defensive, plucky team. So we expect uh, Ireland to sit back and defend and maybe frustrate Australia in the game. So Australia might have chances and might have possession, but trying to find that finishing move to score is is, is going to be, I think it'll be pretty difficult against Ireland. So if they can get past that first hurdle, um, then, um, then, then I think Australia will be good to make the next round. And you, you want to be doing that early on against 
against um, Ireland and Nigeria, the two lower-ranked nations. And, and you don't want to, uh, as you see, you don't want to leave it too late in the group stage because Australia's final opponent is Canada, who are excellent. Um, so, yeah, that first game is, is really critical. How important is Sam Kerr? She is, she's really important. Um, she's obviously the, the captain of the team. She's that, that focal point, that figurehead up front. Um, and just, I mean, watching her, um, I got to go to the game at Marvel Stadium the other night against France and watching her live. She didn't actually have a massive impact on the game in terms of, you know, shots at goal or, or, um, or you know, testing the opposition goalkeeper. But just her, her positioning on the, on the field, her awareness, trying to find space, those runs that she makes, uh, in between the defenders and just being a, a handful really really for the opposition defence. I mean, you could tell the French defenders were really mindful of, of Sam Kerr. Um, she's she's the best striker in the world, um, so she's going to be critically important. But, but that's not to, to undermine or understate the rest of the teammates around her because there are some world-class players uh, right throughout the Matilda squad. A lot of the Australian players play for the best clubs in the world, such as Arsenal in England or Lyon in France. So... You know, you look at that that starting eleven of the Matildas, and you could comfortably say that there's of that eleven, probably seven or eight would be classed as elite players in the um, in the women's game. So we need other players to get dangerous, don't we? So that they can't just lock down on mm-hmm. Sam Kerr. So who are our other major threats? Do you think to other teams? Yeah, uh, Caitlin Ford, I think, is one that jumps off the page. So she plays at Arsenal. She's been, um, I think, she was ranked by ESPN last year as being a top 20 player in the world. So she's right up there in that elite class as well. She can play on the left wing or she can play uh, through the middle as an attacking midfielder just behind Sam Kerr. Um, her pace and her ability to carry the ball forward, her control of the ball, um, her, her, her uh, ability to get into space and make those right runs is is going to be critical. So as far as an attacking threat goes, she's won. Mary Fowler as well, who scored the goal against France the other night in the last warm-up game. Um, she's one of the youngest players in the team. She's only 20, but she's been there for a while. I think she debuted at 15 or 16, so she feels like she's uh, part of the furniture now. But she's, she's a fantastic talent on the ball. So being able to pass, being able to slow the game down, control the tempo of the game, and then just be such a cool and composed player on the park. Um, is 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 critical, and she might not be uh, a starting eleven player, but she has been used as a player to come off the bench and really change the game in the second half. And then you look at some of the defenders, and Ellie Carpenter, who plays at right back for Lyon, who are uh, probably the best women's club team in the world, and she's their starting right back. She provides so much drive on that right side of the field, um, and uh, and she'll be she'll be a handful for opposition wingers to deal with. And then Katrina Gorry, I'll give you that last name there, Katrina Gorry. In the centre of the park, um, she's just a, a composed player, makes the right pass every time and really is the metronome of the team. So there's sort of three or four names for you for the Matildas. Tell us about SEN's coverage of this Women's World Cup, Jordan. We've got every game covered for you across the next month. So it runs from the 20th of July to the 20th of August. Um, we've got every game covered for you. You can listen to it on uh, all the Matildas uh, games will be broadcast on just about every station across uh, the Australian SEN networks, all of the football ferns games, the New Zealand games will be broadcast all across SENZ. But every game will be broadcast uh, on the app. So you can listen to, to the broadcast on the app on your SEN app. So make sure you download it. Uh, we've got Alicia Carnivus, who is our um, our chief analyst. Um, she's been part of the SEN family for a little while with um, Simon Hill's show, The Global Game. 
Uh, Jenna McCormick and Emma Checker, uh, two uh, current Matildas, are our experts as well. And we've got a whole host of, um, of, of ex-New Zealand football ferns players who will be part of the call team uh, in the New Zealand's part of our, of our broadcast. Um, and Peter Vlahos and, and Daniel McCarty will be our, um, our fellow uh, play-by-play callers. Obviously, we'll have some New Zealand listeners on SEN at the moment. Tell us how you think the Kiwis will go. Um, look, New Zealand's, New Zealand's form of late hasn't been too great. They are one of the lowest-ranked nations at the World Cup. Um, they've made, I think, one World Cup before, but haven't... Uh, or they've made a couple of World Cups before, I beg your pardon, but haven't, haven't won a game. So they are looking to just get a win on the board as, as sort of a starting point for, for them. So... Uh, unfortunately, they haven't quite got the same uh, lofty hopes as, as as the Matildas do. But still, to be uh, a World Cup co-host and to be hosting, you know, about fifty percent of, of the World Cup in their country, it's going to give them a major boost. Uh, they do have some pretty good players actually that play in um, in America, which is a strong league as well. Um, so it, look for them. They've they've. Their, I think their goal is just to get a win on the board, and they've definitely got a good chance of doing that. They've got the Philippines in their group, so that'll be the game that they that they target to be um, to be their sort of game to win. Um, so hopefully, this is sort of used as a a bit of a launching pad for future success for New Zealand. But um, but I unfortunately for our Kiwi friends, I don't really see them getting out of the group stage. One sentence: Give me a score line for Australia versus Ireland tomorrow. Uh, Australia win one nil. Jordan Canellos, you heard it from him. He'll be the voice of the World Cup on SEN. Look forward to hearing his calls of the game and look forward to the Aussies, the Matildas, going deep into the tournament. Thank you for joining us on the show, Jordan. Thank you, Mark. A pleasure. It was Jordan Canellos. Of course, we'll be bringing the World Cup to you live on SEN. Well, how do you think we'll go? You can have your say on the temper at Bedshed text line on 0487 736 736, or you can call us on the open line on 13 12 55. We'll be back after the break.